Hey guys, welcome back to the Jace the Down Football Podcast. I am your host, and today we're going to be recapping week 15 here in the NFL. We're winding down towards the end of the 2023 season. Wow, it is crazy, guys. I mean, it feels like just yesterday, uh, you know, we were back just recapping the draft and getting the training camp and uh, practices and preseason. Now we're towards the end of the year, so lots to dive into, but for now, uh, let's just uh, hope you guys enjoyed the video today and would love if you subscribe to the channel here on YouTube, you know, continue to help us grow and get higher and get better, get better, get better. And uh, we're, we're, we're working towards that each and every day. Um, and also check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, yeah, like I said, today we're going to be talking about, you know, a couple of things, more so the 49ers. Um, listen, guys, the San Francisco 49ers are unstoppable. Um, I do not see a team right now in the NFC that can beat them. Uh, definitely the Philadelphia Eagles after what I saw on Monday Night Football last night. Um, you know, putrid. I mean, you know, you could say, oh, Jalen Hurts was sick and this and that. I mean, yeah, well, he played. You know, he did play, uh, you know, and it just wasn't good. You know, the play calling offensively, which has been a, a complaint for a lot of Philadelphia fans, you know, the play calling offensively was just not good last night. Um you know, for one thing, and I, I just don't understand. You know, the Eagles just don't look like they did last year. They look like a completely different – well, I won't say completely different, but they look lesser of a team than they did a season ago, you know, when they were high-flying and, you know, uh, just just throwing the ball over the place while also being able to run it, and Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate. Don't I just don't see that this year uh, for them. But, but we'll get to them in a second. But the 49ers, though, man, they are unstoppable. They just look really good. They beat the Cardinals 45-29 on Sunday, just absolutely dominating um, on both sides of the football right now. And to me right now, yeah, San Francisco, uh, I mean, Brock Purdy is leading pretty much uh, every – you know, he's leading the league in every quarterback category, you know, every major passing category. You know, he's got 3,795 passing yards on the year, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, with a 69.8 completion percentage, tops in the NFL. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're, they, they, this team is loaded with stars. Christian McCaffrey is leading the NFL in rushing. He's an MVP candidate right now. He might win it. Uh, you know, I mean, and he's playing really good football too. And they and the four, the 49ers are unstoppable defensively. They keep getting better and better. They already added Chase Young a while back in the at the trade deadline and bolstering. The already great pass rush they had with Bosa and and um, Armstead and those guys over there and offensively, like I said, you know, just getting the ball in the hands of their playmakers, George Kittle, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, offensive line with Trent Williams and other, and, and crew up front, like they're you know they're they're bullying teams and I just don't see them like I just don't see anybody beating this team in the NFC, you know, and I've had them going to the Super Bowl. I, my Super Bowl picks, I said this before, but my Super Bowl picks this year are the, the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, with the way they're playing right now, I mean, I don't see any threat. You know, I mean, you, I could now had Philadelphia, you know, won a little bit more convincingly this year, you know, like they did a season ago. Yeah, I could say the Eagles, but can, can they end up beating San Francisco last year? Granted, Brock Purdy got hurt and everything, but you know, I expect a different 49ers team to come out than a season ago after that loss to Philly in the NFC Championship. You know, they watched film. They've gotten better since then. Probably, you know, reviewed what went wrong besides them going through three quarterbacks. 
Um, but I don't, you know, very rarely do situations like that happen. And I doubt that they would experience anything like that again. Hopefully they don't. Um, you know, and yeah, and, and the system is just quarterback friendly that Kyle Shanahan has built, you know, and Brock Purdy is able to, he's able to excel in this system, in this offense. Yeah, you know, I won't say he's a system player uh, or system quarterback. I mean, he is a talented quarterback. He's a talented player. Otherwise, I do not believe he would be starting for the San Francisco 49ers right now. I mean, if he really did not have any true raw talent, he wouldn't be starting in the NFL right now. Probably wouldn't be on the roster, you know, or, or if he was, he'd be a backup at most. Uh, but he's playing good, and I'm, you know, I'm really psyched to see him play this way and continue to uh, prove the haters wrong and go out there and play good football. So, um, you know, and, and he has the ability to get the ball to the right player with accuracy, and that's what I love about Brock Purdy. And it makes that passing game very deadly. Uh, you know, so they're able to run it, with, you know, with all the motion and these things like that, and and uh, you know, getting the ball in McCaffrey's hands, line him out wide in the slot, and you got Kittle out there, Ayuk, Samuel, who also lines up in the backfield like he always does, and you just don't know what they're going to do, and it's hard to stop. You know, defensively, they got guys like Brad Warner, Javarius Ward, um, Dre Greenlaw, you know, Chase Young already mentioned, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, like you know, they've got a really great solid defense that's only going to continue to get better. They lost telephone. Um, Talanoa Hufanga earlier this year, which is a, uh, he, you know, that's going to hurt their secondary a little bit, but I still think that they can bounce back and finish the season on a strong note. They already clinched a playoff spot. So, uh, you know, you know, I, 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 I do think whoever the 49ers are definitely making the NFC championship game and they're making the Super Bowl because nobody in the NFC is beating this team. The best chance, the best team to really that can give them any competition I believe is the Detroit Lions if they're on their game. If they play like the like they played Sat uh what was it? Um I think it was Saturday. They played uh yeah, Saturday when they when they were like destroyed the Broncos. Like if they play like that, if Jared Goff has a great game, no turnovers, four plus touchdowns, um, you know, Sam Laporta a couple of touchdowns, like and they get the ball in Jameer Gibbs' hands, he has over hundred yards rushing and Almond Ra has the ball a lot, like, you know. That's when I could say the Lions could be a threat, right? You know, when they're playing at their absolute best, they're playing their best football. Um, but other than that, I'm, you know, like I said, the Eagles just aren't the same this year. They don't look the same at all, um, you know. And you just, I just don't understand, you know, uh, what's going on over there in Philly. You know, maybe like I said, the offensive play calling, Brian Johnson, it's just not, it's just not looking very good. Um, so. We'll see if they can figure it out before season's end. But moving on to a different area of discussion, however, I just wanted to talk about the Atlanta Falcons and Desmond Ritter. Um, you know, Falcons bench Desmond Ritter today, and they're going to start Taylor Heineke uh, the last couple of games here, last um, the last two, two games of the season. I believe it's two more left. Yeah, they play uh, the Saints, the Colts, um, yeah, so last two games of the season, they're going to be starting Taylor uh, Heineke at quarterback instead of Desmond Ritter, who has had a very just putrid season at, at quarterback for the Falcons. Um, nine touchdowns, like 11 picks on the year, just absolutely horrible. He's yet to play a game where he does not turn the football over. Desmond Ritter has not played a game this year and not turned the ball over. He, he, he hasn't done it. Um, you know, and, he's, he, and it seems like he's incapable of doing so. And this sign by the team shows to me that, you know, um, that they don't plan to 
have him start starting next year. At least you would think that, you know, like this kind of shows that they're, they're, they're fed up with his play, um, you know, and he's not, you know, he, there is no plans, at least in the foreseeable future, for him to be the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I don't want him to be. A lot of a lot of people here in Atlanta do not want him to be. Um, you know, we don't want Arthur Smith to be the head coach either, you know, because it's, his play calling is just very atrocious. It's um, nonsensical. It's, uh, you know, we just don't – it just doesn't make any sense. You know, this, this is why Ben Johnson is one of the best – he's one of the highly coveted coaches in the NFL. This is why he's going to get a head coaching job this offseason because he's an offensive coordinator who knows how to utilize his targets. He gets the ball to Amara St. Brown, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, um, Jameson Williams, David Montgomery. He knows how to utilize his, his assets and, and draws up schemes and plays that are going to set up his offense for success, you know, and it's up to the players to execute those, right, you know. Um, but Ben Johnson is a very good coach. This is why he's going to get a lot of head coaching opportunities. That is the type of coach that you want when running your team, leading your offense, calling the plays, you know, that knows how to use his players, Arthur Smith does not know how to do that, and which is why the Falcons have struggled so much. The defense has played phenomenal this year, top 10 defense um, up there in takeaways and sacks, and they're playing really good. Jesse Bates has had a great Pro Bowl year. He got five interceptions on the season, has a pick six. He's playing good football. Gray Jarrett was playing good football before he got hurt, you know. Um, but the offense just has not – it's just it's just been – it's just been very, very uh, mediocre. Um, you know, and, and number nine, Desmond Ritter has got a lot to do with that, as well as his, as his head coach, Arthur Smith. And, you know, a lot of fans are calling for both of them to be gone um, by next season, which I would not be opposed to, would love it, in fact. Um, but, you know, it's like if you keep changing coaches and stuff like that, it's, like it's just really going to keep messing up your culture. So I don't know what they're going to do, but, um, you know, they got to figure out something. They got to figure out something uh, because Desmond Ritter is just not going to cut it. You know, if the Falcons want to win anything in the next coming years, have any type of, uh, you know, relevancy uh, in this league like they did at once before, you know, then they're going to have to get a starting caliber quarterback that can play this game um, because Desmond Ritter is not it. Um, he's not going to be able to do that job, you know. So that's really what I'm looking forward to seeing next year as a fan. You know, it's like, can you know, can we bring somebody in? Can They might possibly trade for a quarterback, might trade for Fields, you know, I uh, wouldn't be opposed to that. Have him and Ritter compete um, throughout the offseason and practice and training camp for the starting spot. You know, uh, if you do decide to keep Ritter, you know, uh, have a, another quarterback come in and compete with him, challenge him for that starting spot, challenge him to get better, challenge him to improve on the turnovers. You know, I mean, and, and the thing about it is he would be a decent quarterback at best, you know, a serviceable starter if he just didn't turn the ball over, you know. Um, he makes good plays sometimes. You know, he's, he he can make good throws and reads, but he just, you know, he 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 just the fumbles, the interceptions. It's just too much, and it comes at crucial points in the game, particularly down in the red zone when you know you have to score touchdowns, you have to get points, you have to keep the momentum on your side of the field. And when you turn the ball over, you, in the especially in the red zone, you're you're really hurting your team. You get and you're, you know, and and you're just uh, hurting your chance to to win the football game. You know and the fact that you have to keep selling field goals is not going to help either. So the Falcons have got to get it together, uh, you know, as far as going into next year, obviously, because the rest of this year, um, you know, we might as well pack it up, you know, tank last couple games, lose last couple games, get you a good draft pick, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, and get another quarterback, you know. So those are my thoughts, but 
that's all we want to talk about on the podcast today. Like I said, 49ers were looking really good. The Bills, uh, I will say this about the Bills, though. I, I was skeptical of them earlier in the year, and they are sneakily doing good right now. You know, they might be a team that no, that people don't want to play come playoff time. You know, the Buffalo's the type of team they're figuring themselves out right now. They're running the football. They're, they're, they're getting better on that front. You know, they're, they're, you know, that's why I was skeptical of them earlier in the year on their ground attack, and I said, hey, they need to be able to run the ball better. Um, and they've been doing that pretty well lately. James Cook is second in the league in rushing yards, you know, um, right now, only behind Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, that's how they gashed up the Cowboys. They ran for over 200 yards on them. They gashed them up, right right up, you know. And so if Buffalo can continue this and, and continue to, to pull together something here and make it into the playoffs, playing this type of way, there'll be a, a pain in the butt to, to play, uh, like in the divisional or wild card round. For, you know, for a higher seed. So that's just something to think about. But uh, that's it today for the show, guys. Um, subscribe to our channel and check us out here on YouTube. Subscribe. Let us know your thoughts, comments, and uh, we will see you next time.